we uh, compiled a comprehensive database of uh, innovation activities of uh, public listed firms around the world, which is, uh, I believe, a very unique database that didn't exist before. Today we'll hear from economists Pedro Matos and Jan Bena about their research on the impact of foreign investment on corporate innovation as measured by number of patents and includes a global corporate patent data set that Jan and Pedro created. This data set is hosted by the Batten Institute and available for use by other scholars. We'll talk about why this resource is novel and useful for researchers who have experienced limitations with earlier patent data sets. Pedro and Jan invested a great deal in the techniques for obtaining their data so that they would have exactly what they wanted. They shared their approach with us, which was quite fascinating and, as they said, a massive undertaking. For the project, we uh, compiled a comprehensive database of uh, innovation activities of uh, public listed firms around the world, which is, uh, I believe, a very unique database that didn't exist before. Uh, the innovation output we measure using uh, patents uh, applied at the U.S., uh, so we have a comprehensive sort of assignment of these patents issued by the United States uh, Patent and Trademark Office to the f- companies globally. So we can measure not only the input into R&D, pro- into innovation process, which is R&D expenditure, but we can also measure the output of the innovation, which is the uh, patents uh, that were attained by these companies as a result of these R&D. So we try to measure like uh, multiple outcomes uh, that, uh, that are associated with the presence of these uh, foreign institutional uh, investors. I think uh, Jan is also selling himself short. This was a massive undertaking because you would have about, let's say, fifty to 60,000 listed companies. You have 150 or so assignee entities in patents, and now you have to go out and match the, uh, the name of the assignees in the, in the patent documents with uh, the names of the, these companies all over the world, which have subsidiaries, which may be uh, spelled many different ways. Uh, IBM example is truly interesting because IBM is a company that has been around for a long time. So the number of ways this uh, company is being kind of uh, labeled uh, in the patent data is like, I believe, 280 different ways from kind of a short string like IBM to strings like international business machines or various other uh, various other ways. So then the, uh, this is a really big data exercise when you try to, it's sort of a classification problem when you are trying to, and I will correct your numbers, it's like a 400,000 different assignee strings being linked to the 150,000 different ways these companies are called in the corporate database. So we basically created like about 63 billion pairs of strings that we narrowed down to the matches of uh, patents to to the corporations. So this is indeed like something unique that we created and uh, we uh, try to build on that uh, going forward and make this data available to other researchers as well as kind of to general public in a in a way of a simple visualized kind of a, a platform that they can interact with and describe uh, describe for themselves the, uh, the data by the region, by industries over time, and they see can, uh, various trends in these innovation outcomes. 
Pedro and Jan also shared the data science-related skill sets that they needed in order to wrangle this tremendous amount of data effectively. As they described their efforts, it was clear that they thought about how to build a resource for future work to be done, by them or by other scholars, in order to enhance understanding of innovation activities and corporate investment strategies. We have new tools, right? so we can use the cloud co- computing platform. So that's indeed what we did for the project. So we kind of uh, um, use the distributed system to kind of uh, perform that matching of uh, assignee names to of, of fr- extracted from the patent documents to the corporate names. So in years past, just to add to what Jan was saying, in years past, you'd you'd have uh, you know cross your eyes with two strings trying to match the sixty-three. combinations and uh, it would be humanly impossible to to perform this task in our lifetimes uh, it might require several generations to finish that task however uh, you know not just computationally but by uh, taking uh, harnessing the power of the web we took that power to perform this this search as well whereby Jan's example of 200 and plus uh, IBM combinations on their name may now be possible to match to the to you know to the actual IBM we all know the the company that is publicly listed that uh, that we can then assign you know so many thousand patents per year and then we can compare this this one entity against Alphabet against Amazon against BASF, uh, Siemens, um, Toyota, etc., and 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 make this comparison. Whereas um, the original data is messy. The our our efforts were to, were were to, you know, sort through all that messiness messiness. Sorry, and then <laughs> and then get a, a final a final database that uh, we ourselves uh, made use in this particular piece of research. We're going to make use in the future. But we also want to make use, uh, make it available for other researchers. So I think next set of researchers can take this data and examine so many different ways. We were privileged to have, you know, benefit from pr- past research to get to this point to pose this question, uh, and you know, we would just be doing a small little step to advance the next, you know, the next community to scientific community to go. Forward. Yeah, not only uh, informing future research, but uh, you don't f- you forgot that you presented the results of this research to in front of a European Commission, right? Yes. So we are also uh, informing public policy because it might be kind of this nationalism, economic nationalism of uh, governments be stopping foreign capital coming to their countries, which according to research is be wrong policy. But this is a policy that has been discussed in the election in multiple countries or in many points in time. So I think it's uh, our kind of also our objective and also imperative is to talk to policymakers and inform them what what like uh, what the evidence is so that the kind of policy making can be more thoughtful and informed. So there are multiple uses of uh, research like the one we produce. It might be academia, it might be policymakers, and it might be general public. This has been the Research and Relevance Podcast. I'm Erica Herz with the Batten Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the UVA Darden School of Business. Our producer is Gary Peters. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about Darden's entrepreneurship and innovation research, please visit ideas.darden.virginia.edu.